there folks, this is episode 2, I'm titling it Miraculous Healings, um, because that's kind of how you can look at, one way to look at what happened with my eyesight, it's not the only way, anyways, um, so yeah, I want to tell that story today, because when people hear that, they want to know, you know, the details what happened so the, so yeah um i want to talk about i want to talk about that today um that's not uh what i originally want to talk about um actually the topic has changed several times Ooh, uh well you see but right now i'm playing a video game initially yes i said i the first episode was my near-death experience, and then I had said that I wanted to get in the explanation of that, but there's a few more, I want to push that explanation back a little, and then um, introduce a few more pieces um, with uh, this episode, and then the next episode, um, Aliens. I want to talk about alien, alien intelligences. That's why I'm playing this alien isolation game. And then I wanted to talk, I think in the episode after that, about magic. And, um, talk about, uh, uh, some of the, um, some more some more stuff um beyond the uh near death experience and the uh and the eyesight and the aliens and there's there's some stuff beyond that that I think I'm gonna put into the episode of after so the fourth that would be the fourth episode magic um but then that episode will start to tie together a lot of this stuff that hopefully I've, I've introduced in these first three episodes. I mean, it'll start to get tied together all along, but I think more of it will come together in that episode. If that's how it plays out, though, like I said, I thought, I thought this episode second episode was initially going to be just explaining the near-death experience and then it changed to i wanted to do a kickstarter i still want to do a kickstarter uh i put it up it didn't get the funding they can always be resubmitted but uh so the the second episode changed to that then it changed to um Anyways, right now it's healing, and it might have seemed random how this came to be the second episode or the order of it, but I don't really. I the more I look into this stuff, I don't think I don't think much is random at all. Uh, I don't want to say not anything, but. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes forces 
just conspire and so this is what i'm talking about <laughs> this is episode two and um yeah so what um the difference between this episode and the first one yeah the first one i had a little bit of production value because i was uh i was out camping every night for a hundred days three and a half months and uh so i had some nice scenery and surroundings um the weather didn't always cooperate but it was it was fun uh yeah i'm gonna get back out there but right now i'm in a house so i don't want to uh, just stand in front of a wall or something and talk so I'm gonna play this game uh, alien isolation um, yeah I think um, I think this is a good I think this order of episodes end ends up being good because I mean these are things people are interested in like people have like some People have concerns, um, but they have like small concerns and then they have big concerns. Like the, one of the big ones would be like, yeah, what happens when I die? So that was kind of talked about in the um, in the first episode or introduced. The topic was introduced in the first episode. We'll get. I want to get more into it later on. But that's, you know, so that's obviously a biggie, what happens when I die, and then this, I think, another one of the big questions is, well, it, while I'm here, you know, how can I enjoy myself the most, how can I stay healthy and happy, and uh, so, the you know, he, so I think covering healing in this episode addresses that big question, and then... I'm thinking the next episode with aliens, another big question is, you know, after what happens when I die and how do I enjoy myself while I'm here? People want to know, are we alone in our existence? Um, yeah, well, like, what's out there? So I, I had a, I've had um, several experiences with... Um, I'm using that in a real broad um, definition when I say alien intelligences. I'm just I'm using the the very generic uh, term of alien just to mean different, different, uh, you know, some, some, but intelligent. So you know. Um, that can mean a lot of things so and i think that's why the story the story is important um to flesh that out but also um you know stories are important for a lot of reasons Sim symbols and symbolism are are really uh i guess powerful is um sort of sort of covers it but there's more to it than that because they're um 
anyway so um yeah so uh healing miraculous healing so okay um well here's the thing like i don't want when i say it might come across like i'm um being arrogant or something like miraculous healings like but here's here's the thing like part of my whole thing for doing this is truth is looking for is looking for truth and you know if i said if i tried to downplay some of these things that that have happened to me like if i said oh not a big deal no nah, not not um nothing real interesting or special happened there like that would not be the truth so um the okay so the healing i guess you could consider that a miracle my eyesight um that's one way to look at it like i think i said earlier and then the whole near-death experience um there are several ways to look at that as well and uh i think one of the interesting ways is that um the story the story of king arthur and king arthur and the sword and the stone excalibur right this is the story like arthur was like mentored or tutored by Merlin I think is how the story goes I haven't looked in a while and he and Arthur is supposed to well okay that's the story the interpretation of that um, story Manly P. Hall um, wrote an excellent book called The Secret Teachings of All Ages and actually this is one of the books that was on the bookshelf of uh, Osama bin Laden, I think, when they raided his um, compound with the helicopter mission. Uh, um, the Secret te Teachings of All Ages. So this is a book that Osama bin Laden was interested in. And... Um, it's a good book a lot of people are interested in but anyways what manly p hall says in that book is that uh what that story represents the symbolism king arthur and the sword and the stone basically when you the sword represents the um the spirit the soul and the stone is the body so when you pull the sword out of the stone that's base years it's uh represents pulling the spirit out of the body or pulling um the soul out of the body and if you can do that that's um then you've got excalibur that's the name of the sword and actually someone else wrote on this subject as well besides Manly P. Hall and the Secret Teachings of All Ages, L. Ron Hubbard, the uh, 
the founder of uh, Scientology, um, he wrote a book. He wrote a book called Excalibur, and he considered it his uh, magnum opus. I don't think. I don't know if it got published. I don't know, but <clears throat> he's referring to the same thing that Manly P. Hall is is removing the spirit from the body. Um, I think he talked. I think Hubbard talked about it in some. Uh, interviews or lectures or something um, he, I think he 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 described it as something like exteriorization with full perception um, anyway so that's what I'm saying what basic like so what happened with my NDE there is that's one way to look at it is I somehow pulled my spirit out of my body. Uh, I pulled the sword as as the stone. So for me to downplay that and be like, oh, not a big deal, that wouldn't be true. And I'm not over over representing it. I I don't fully understand it, and that's one of my reasons for talking about this stuff is that help understand it better um so um yeah th i'm just putting this stuff out there this is stuff it's kind of hard to keep to yourself um so um the eyesight though yeah um that's so okay yeah, we'll get. I want to get back to the the, the near death experience and a lot of that stuff later. But so, but I want to focus on the um, the eyesight right now because I think that's another reason for putting this episode here at number two is um, like the first episode, the near death experience. A lot of people. They could say, um, they could be like, well, that's all in your head, right? You just, you dream that, or you hallucinated that, or um, delusion that, whatever. Like, that wasn't real. There, there was no effects in the physical world. Um, and so, but here's the thing with uh, my eyesight. Uh, no one can no one can no one can deny that's a effect in the physical world i mean there's i have doctor records going back uh 30 years i don't know three i have records from three or four different doctor's offices uh so this is not a hoax or no one can claim this didn't happen but here's the thing um th there um the, the cause behind both of the near-death experience and the eyesight it's the same it's all part of the same thing so that's why i need to introduce several of these things in the beginning here so that uh, 
uh, it'll the picture will look better uh, down the road. Okay, hey, uh, this is this. So this is the still the story of uh, my eyesight. Uh, this is a different day though. The um, it's still episode two, but it's it's still the story of healing. Uh, and there's some I can, I don't know there's something wrong with my voice today. Uh, I don't my throat's all scratchy, so um, I'm gonna keep trying to talk and see how this turns out. Um, Anyways, yeah, so continuing from uh, last time, um, I did, I, I started to tell a few stories, and uh, I wanted to emphasize that, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of all they are, right? They're just, these are just my stories. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I mentioned how people have, uh, questions or concerns. Uh, I talked about the, the big three concerns, or not the big three, just big concerns, and, uh, you know what happens when I die and what uh, you know how do I stay healthy and are we alone uh, so yeah people are asking these questions I'm not claiming to have any answers <laughs> um, I have and I have I have um, answers for myself like uh, placeholder answers you know the answers the answers can um get better but that's so that's the thing like everyone's got questions and everyone's got answers uh, you know you can't you can't get an answer from from someone else not a satisfying answer if you want the answer to be satisfying it it has to come from it has to come from you it has to be your answer and it, yeah, no, it's interesting because, you know, yeah, somebody can somebody can make a statement, somebody can say something, but every single person is going to interpret it differently according to them and their personality. And one of the one of the good books that I I always like to recommend that uh, covers this topic, that idea really well is uh the um a book called the structure of scientific revolutions uh this is by thomas kuhn here let me see if i can pull it up on the on the internet uh so and what um Um, yeah, this is it. Yeah, so that, that, 
that kind of um, talks about what I was just saying about uh, basically um, you can't really ever prove anything um, I mean you can just make arguments that's what um, that's what science does and um, you know we so we just pick uh, we we pick the explanation that we like best among all the competing explanations so we kind of we kind of choose the facts that we use even like scientific facts and uh, yeah he, he talks about a lot of other interesting um, um, a lot of other interesting ideas about how science doesn't move in uh, like a very orderly gradual progression there's like upheavals and new parad paradigm shift is what he called it where uh, there's like a dramatic uh, change in how everyone looks at things um yeah um yeah, it's interesting because everybody always wants like proof, like prove what you're saying. Like, where's the? You can have evidence, but you're never gonna have you're never gonna have proof. And that's all. That's all you can have is um, an argument. You can make an argument, present evidence, and see what people think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had brought up Scientology earlier, talking about uh, Hubbard with um, Excalibur. He also had a, he talked about that concept as well. Something I think he had an axiom or saying like if it if it's true for you, then it's true. Kind of like how everyone has their own personal truth. So if you if you believe something to be true. Um, that's kind of um, I think that's what he was talking about and uh, so <laughs> that got a little off track from healing but um, so yeah uh, the, well the reason it's important for me to um to point that out now is because I am gonna be telling a lot of um I have a lot of stories to tell um I've also analyzed uh, my experiences and um, my stories and I've you know um, drawn you know conclusions and um, but uh, I do, I do have a lot of stories, <laughs> uh, and so before getting into uh, the details of of how how I um, how my how my vision healed, this is not I this is not like a new thing. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, 
it's not a new thing among humans uh, and Hubbard's going to come up again here in a second but uh, among animals there's actually um, snakes snakes can improve here's an article I have right here snakes snakes have poor eyesight but can boost their vision if threatened that's pretty interesting so that's almost um, shape-shifting shape-shifting reptiles uh, so snakes can do it snakes have infam infamously poor eyesight which is why they resort to sticking out their tongues all the time to get a sense of their surroundings uh, this is very interesting because this is gonna oops this is gonna come up again when I tell when we the next episode in aliens uh, but the so it happens in animals um yeah oh and then in humans so um what is this oh Hitler <laughs> Hitler had a bout of um blindness I think for a long time people thought mustard gas I guess he got blinded for a while and then his vision healed but now I guess people are saying it wasn't the mustard gas they're saying it was a mental illness they're calling it hysterical blindness anyways I guess we'll, we might not ever know what the exact cause of it to, his vision to go bad like we don't know why snakes have infamously poor eyesight but uh, so but anyways it healed his uh, eyesight healed um, so that yeah Hitler you got Hitler talking about that and then like I said L. Ron Hubbard who he also had uh, partial blindness when he was in the Navy yeah par partially blind and but but he also I think I'm pretty sure he claimed that it healed just like uh, Hitler's eyesight um, I don't think I've ever heard how he did it um, I just heard that he did it he healed it it'd be nice to know the details um, and then of course you've got Paul uh, St. Paul Paul the Apostle his conversion experience uh, he uh, so yeah on the road was it the road to Damascus um, I think he went blind and then they took him to here it is as he as he neared Damascus suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him 
He fell to the ground and heard a voice to him say, Saul, Saul, why do you... Um, yeah, for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Uh, so then they took him to... Ananias, uh, so Ananias, or however you say that, went to the house and healed him. Healed his eyes, or uh, okay, something. And it was it something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. That sounds like kind of what we were just talking about. Scales. Is that a synchronicity or <laughs> that's okay? So yeah, so yeah, this stuff, this stuff happens. It's it's like history moving in spirals, or um, but it's not just uh, animals and past people in history. This is going on recently. Uh, the Bates method. People were using that to um, improve eyesight. Um, and they were saying they felt glasses were har harmful and never necessary. And um, who's this? Aldous Huxley uh, supported uh, this Bates technique. Um, and so this was beginning of 19th century. Uh, and then I think there there's currently what is this 2012 there's a clinic in India uh, I think they might be using the Bates method school for perfect eyesight and I think they claim they can do it in one week uh, I don't know how they do it just like I don't know how um Hubbard did it or how uh, I don't know how these guys are doing it either what does it say relaxation oops uh, a lawn tennis ball so that sounds like they're doing exercises of some kind I don't know um Anyways, um, yeah, all I can do is tell you how I did it. Um, well, I mean, and then another important thing to know beforehand uh, is that my vision, I think I mentioned, it was, um, there's different levels of, uh, like, uh, myopia. Uh, what is this? So you got mild myopia, less than three diopters, then moderate, three to six, and then high, six to nine, and then extreme, more than nine. So mine was mild. So that's um, important to keep in mind. 
So it what it was was it was twenty two hundred in one eye, and I think the other one was twenty one fifty. They were both above two. One of them might have been like two five, and then two two point zero or two point two. They were both above two. I know that. So was it? Um. Hang on, I gotta um, gotta let the do something with the cat. Okay, so all right, <laughs> stop. Jesus, uh, come on. Anyway, okay, so are you kidding me? Okay, I'm okay, I'm back. This place is a madhouse. I think you heard that in the recording that was uh that was my roommate's cat. <laughs> she's not the cat's not happy I think you heard it growling uh, I'm, <laughs> she, she's got two cats actually uh, my roommate and uh, they're both acting weird the one the one spends a lot of time in here and that cat is sitting in the bathtub <laughs> it's empty <laughs> but She's she's been doing that. Uh, both the cats are female. Yeah, I mean she's been uh, just chilling in the empty bathtub. Um, I have a I I think I know why, and I think I know why the other cat is upset too. I think. Well, my guess is I'm wondering if they're having problems with bugs or fleas or something. So I just ran up to Walmart and I got some of the um frontline or pet armor. Uh I think my roommate was using something else, something less concentrated. Uh I don't think it I don't know. See, yeah, I have a problem with those chemical I have a problem with those chemicals. Uh, I did some sim. I'm gonna skip this. Oh, I can't skip it. Um, I want to. I don't want to talk over it, but uh. <laughs> okay. Usually you can skip the the cutscenes. Oh shit. What? Dude. Oh. Um Alright, well yeah, so if you looked at my website and you looked at 
I, I, if you looked at any of the gear that I took with me camping, one of the things I took was um, some of that concentrated uh, permethrin. Um, it's like for uh, ticks and critters out in the woods where uh, like if there's Lyme disease um, the problem is that stuff is toxic it's toxic to cats I think it's really bad for cats so I took it with me I didn't you're supposed to um, like soak your clothes in it and then it's good for six weeks I think like six times you can wash it I usually do laundry once a week but uh I didn't put I didn't do it I didn't put on the clothes I wanted to I wanted to see how it went um see if I needed it because yeah it's toxic not only to cats those chemicals I mean unless those bugs and stuff are bothering me out there I don't see why I should just go like annihilating them with uh, strong chemicals if they're not bothering me, right? Like, if they're leaving me alone, I'll leave them alone. But, you know, I had it on hand in case they were bothering, but, but they didn't, so I didn't use it. Why am I stuck in here? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, I don't know. I went and got it for the cats, and I think the one cat does have... Uh, I think she kind of has a bad reaction to it. One of the chemicals, I don't know, she gets like nerve, uh, I don't know what to do here. Uh, she gets nerve, her nervous system gets all weird. Uh, there it is. Uh, so, I bought it and um, I don't know maybe it's not maybe she's angry for another reason maybe it's not fleas but I was thinking the angry the one cat's angry and the one cat's hiding in the bathtub I was thinking maybe the cat is hiding in the bathtub because of the fleas too I don't know nothing is bothering me nothing's biting me uh, I don't know man maybe they're just crazy cats <laughs> <laughs> and I can um, go return the uh, anyways so uh, okay getting back to the story. I was just about to get into my story because I had um, had gone through a little historical perspective, and so for me, what happened is My vision went bad around 
it was seventh grade so however old I was 12 13 something like that I remember it uh, real well um, because I hit it for a, a long time um, well not a long time because they well they do um, <clears throat> at the school I went to it was a standard public school they would they do the screenings regularly I guess every six months or every year I don't know how often they do the screenings but I remember I was having problems seeing the blackboard for a while and then um, I kind of just relied on uh, looking at the people next to me <laughs> and what they were doing uh, and um, and then when we had to do the screenings um, you know you stood in line and uh, where they tested the people I could actually hear what the people in front of me were saying when they asked them to like read the eye chart so um, so like you know when they say they got the big letter E was a Snell chart <laughs> and so people say E what's the next line A Z whatever so yeah I just listened to what the people were saying and just um, memorized it and um, anyways after a while though um, somehow I ended up with glasses I guess probably when um, I think seventh eighth grade that's around when you um, start getting in the real detailed uh, chemistry and math equations and stuff right like algebra and um, quantitative chemistry stuff like that anyways so that's about time and I'm wondering one of my um, things I'm curious about is the whole timing of that um, whether the material and what I was being taught was um, part of what what caused the like so the eyesight is a symptom right like well what's causing what's the root cause of the problem and I'm wondering if it if it was because subconsciously unconsciously I I wasn't liking what I was seeing like the education I was getting and that was um, the expression of my uh, protest or dissatisfaction. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would prove something like that, or or I don't know how you would test something like that. Um, right now, at least, I haven't given it much thought. Um, there are a lot of experiments I'd like to run. Uh, the problem is um, experiments uh, can get, can um, can get a little costly. 
and that's why I was <clears throat> looking at doing Kickstarter. I have a, I have a couple more Kickstarters I'm, I'm uh, putting together. Anyways, um, that got off track again. So that's when it went. That's when my vision. And it's interesting too is that that's about the same time uh, my sister's vision went bad too. So I'm wondering if it wasn't just um, stuff we were learning in school, but stuff we were learning at home that um, didn't make a lot of sense either. Um, like it was a combination of just the overall bad education um home and school i don't know these th i'm just um speculating here so um so yeah i got the um i got the i got the glasses and i got the contacts and i wore those um, f like all the time, full time, from seventh seventh grade until I graduated med school. At um, why well, wore them even after med school? Well, I guess until well, okay. The first when I first stopped wearing them was. Um, yeah, I graduated med school at 26. I didn't have any breaks in my education. Um, you know, I went, uh, high school, college, uh, med school. That was like 12 years straight. Uh, so what happened, and I think this is, um, an important point. Um, is that I was making a lot of changes uh, obviously um, well yeah actually what happened was yeah I graduated med school and uh, I was I made a big change because I moved out to the west coast i had i had gone to school um in miami for med school um and um so i moved all the way across the country and uh, <clears throat> i was looking for work i was looking for uh work and I was having trouble finding um, decent work, so I was working. I was working construction, um, and f from construction I got into. Um, that's how I transitioned into playing poker. Was. Um, Um, there's the alien. <laughs> um,
It was, okay, so, and then I got into playing poker. I was playing mostly on online and uh, some in person. Um, um, and what that allowed me to do so I was making a lot of changes and here's how I think this works I made the big change I moved all the way across the country uh, I made the change I was working different very different jobs than what I had been used to in medicine with the construction and the poker so um, and I had it was kind of um, um, so yeah um, actually I I was anyways um, the thing about using the computer to um, make a living with the poker was that I wasn't really ever required it wasn't necessary that I like see like distance like see far like I could very easily um, you know sit at the computer and uh, without my glasses and then just um, put them on you know when I uh, left um, the house to go to the store driving or whatever um, and so since I was making all these other changes um, I think it, the way it works is like things people have talked about this before like the law of attraction things um, you know things attract other things so um, so like if you have if you have good thoughts that'll attract um, other good thoughts and good stuff and so when you make changes uh, it it attracts other changes and the changes kind of like start piling up so it's easier to make changes when you're already making changes yeah that's the that's what I'm the point I'm trying to get across so it kind of seemed uh, like a the normal thing to do with all the changes I was making the thought came into my head I was like I wonder if I can just co completely do go without my glasses um, and so I just stopped wearing them at the computer I just I just I asked myself that question and then I just kinda let it happen naturally um, <laughs> I've been walking around in circles here I'm pretty sure uh, um, and so yes I just asked a very simple question and I wonder if I can do without my glasses 
and I didn't make any I didn't make any plans I didn't like put any restrictions on how um, on how I wanted it uh, how exactly exactly how I wanted this um, outcome to come about like I didn't I didn't say I didn't have any specific regimen of um, exercises that I had to do three times a day or a special diet just like I like let it happen uh, naturally like that you know that's the problem a lot of times with a, a lot of things is when you put restrictions on things you can never find out what the real potential is of that thing if you set a limit to it uh, because you, when you set the limit you're focusing on the limit instead of the possibilities or the potential so when I ask myself the question I wonder if if I could get by without my glasses it's like it's it's a very positive reinforced reinforcing um, it's a very positive mindset very open-ended to possibilities like I wonder not like I wonder if I do I wonder if I follow these specific uh, outline of activities you know I wasn't focusing on activities I was focusing on the outcome and basically what happened is at first at first it was probably a little dangerous especially with driving and um, um, I don't know if I would recommend driving or um, if you do uh, make sure you know the area real well like I did um, my memory's always been real good I think that's why uh, you know school and academics came easily to me um, like I said I could I memorize what the people were saying about the um, the eye chart anyway so <clears throat> um, uh, so I lost my train of thought I was talking about memory and um, oh about driving around town yeah I would be careful obviously with something like that um, and when you think about it when you think about it um this is another example of uh, self hypnosis or self suggestion very very similar to what how i induced um my near death experience and it's interesting that's the word they use in the medical field uh, induced um sometimes they'll do uh like uh well <laughs> anyways um in what well, induction in hypnosis they when you put putting someone under they talk about uh, hypnotic induction so when i induced my nde um what i basically had done is i had self hypnotized myself and and um 
that gets interesting. Um, what is that? That's interesting. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> okay, so yes, um, and but this is also. Let me see what the time is running like on this on this episode because I think this might be longer than I anticipated already. Um, because I, I want to talk about golf because I use the same kind of hypnotic, self-hypnotic techniques um, playing golf. Uh, you know, everyone talks about... Um, be getting in the zone or being in the zone or the flow state and I also have I use the same I don't want to call it a technique because there's not really anything any specific steps people need to follow it's more about um, how you you know how you look at the problem um, or so let me let me check the time on this and then see where it's at. Okay, I I think I have about five minutes left here because I wanted to try to keep this uh, under an hour um, because I think what I have to say is interesting, but I don't know if it's. Uh, it's that interesting where I'm just gonna talk for hours and hours at a time about it. So I wanted to I wanted to se I wanted to separate it into like episodes, but within that episode, I wanted to try to keep it as like free form as possible, like the same the same way I went about with my eyes. So. Um, yeah, I need to finish that story too because I told you, I told you the beginning, the middle, but I didn't tell you the end of the story. Uh, well, obviously you know the end. They healed, but it actually came as a surprise to me. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't actually know that my vision had gotten that good. I guess I must, I guess I must have known like subconsciously. That it had gotten better because things weren't as difficult as they had been. But the f the first time I got them tested um, was when I went to get my driver's license when I was living up in Chicago. After I left the West Coast, uh, I moved across the country again to sh Chicago. Spent uh, seven years there. And towards the end, I had to get uh, my license renewed. And you have to do a vision test at the um, DMV. So I went to, uh, so I took the test. I told them before I took the test, I told them that I wore glasses but I didn't have them with me because I hadn't worn them in so long. I just put them aside and I went about trying to answer the question 
uh, I want, can I get by without my glasses? So I didn't have them around with me. So, but I went ahead and took the test because <laughs> you got to wait like hours uh, just to get uh, in the waiting area there. So when, I didn't want to have to do it all over again. So I went ahead and tried to take the test without my glasses and I passed it. And I was like, oh, at first I thought there's like something wrong with their machine. Like there's like some leeway there. So the lines don't clog up. Like it might not, my vision is probably not 2020, but it's, it's gotta be better than it was at 2200. So I was like, uh, maybe a little both, maybe it's better. And maybe the machine, there was something wrong with it. So, um, the next time I had it tested was to get my license again in when I moved to Florida from Chicago to when I was um, playing a lot of golf and so when I came down to Florida I had to get my license here and uh, this time I remembered what happened last time and I didn't want to have any restrictions on my license where it said where it says uh, you need eyeglasses so I didn't tell them this time that I wore glasses and to, and, and then tried to see if I could pass the test so it wouldn't say anything on my license like need to drive with restrictions so uh, I um, I didn't tell them and then I took the test and I passed it and I was like well the odds that both machines are are off that kind of that gets lowered a bit so I wasn't I wasn't absolutely convinced yet either I was like maybe maybe uh, who knows maybe both machines so uh, I actually went to a doc the eye doctor when uh, I was looking to get when I was playing golf I was looking to get um, some sunglasses the ones I ended up getting the Oakley G30 those are uh, those are specially designed for golf the G30 are like the pink lenses and they're supposed to enhance the contrast when you're reading greens for putting when you're playing golf and I thought they I thought they did as advertised I really like them a lot I wore I wear them for everything now <laughs> um, and so I thought I was going to need the, the G30 in a prescription. So I went to the eye doctor at Costco, I think. I think they have eye doctors there. And yeah, it was Costco. Yeah, because my mom was with me. Uh, we, went, we went there together. And the doctor, um, he was like, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your eyes. It's they're 2020, um, and my mom was surprised. I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I well, I kind of knew, but I wasn't sure because I didn't trust the DMV machines. But you know, they they got those big, you know, machines at the opto uh, uh, at the eye doctor that were you know where they do the one is it one or two better." Or, so there's the odds that that thing and the other two machines are are wrong so uh that and so that was um 
I guess that was about f three years ago. And uh, yeah, so that's the end of the story. There's the beginning, the middle, the end. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I want to apologize again for uh, if, if uh, the, the way I'm trying to structure this, th these episodes to be like spontaneous and free form as much as possible without restrictions. Um, that bothers people sometimes, but it, you know, I do have a lot of my thoughts in a, uh, in structured written format. If you want to read, I talk about a lot of the same things here over on uh, Reddit as Fire Snake Prophecy, and uh, so that um, I I like I like how I like how the episode has been structured because. Um, You know, um, because that's how my eyes heal. It, when I took away, when I took away the um, restrictions of, uh, you know, if you want to look at my glasses as crutches, so that's what I'm hoping by taking away the, um, you know, that anything has to be, you know, done a certain way in this episode. I hope I hope that some, you know, maybe some 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 uh, strange unexpected things will um, we might run into so yeah I think that's I think uh, yeah I said I said it relates to the golf but I think I might put the golf stuff um, the golf stuff and the poker stuff too uh because there's a lot of mental tricks <laughs> that that um, go into playing uh, poker. Uh, I think I'm gonna put those, the golf and the poker, in the in the, um, the episode after the aliens. So so the fourth episode, I think I was gonna talk about magic. So because like yeah, you can, I mean you can look. You can look at those those things several ways, like science. You can look at it as science um, because they have. Uh, I mean, I think I'm, I'll get into in that episode. But the people at Princeton University have were have been studying random number generators um, that people can influence with their with their mind they were they've been studying that at Princeton for 30 years and uh, so uh, you, yeah you can look at it as a science you can look at it as magic or you can you, you know you, you, there's a lot of ways to look at it as you can look at it as um, anyways yeah so I think that I think that covers it. and then the, um, I think that's it. All right.